What's up, guys? My name is Colton Shackford, and this is the Mentality Resolute, a podcast built to help change your mind and find yourself in success. Today, I'm joined with a good buddy of mine, Mr. Austin Richardson. Um, known Austin for about six or so years now, going a little over six years. Um, we originally met back at a supplement store here in town, and our friendship has just kind of grown and blossomed since then. It's been that long. Um, yeah, because you were complete in 16, right? I don't even remember. Yeah. Yeah, because I started I started November of 16 going into 17, and you were already gone. Okay. So, okay. yeah, it was... Dang, time yeah, lies. It, over six years now. Yeah, going on, going on seven. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I originally met at a supplement store here in town, um, and then our friendship just kind of blossomed and grew as, you know, we both pursued um, our route through bodybuilding, um, and then both kind of found our way out of bodybuilding around the same time. So, um we both have very similar mindsets whenever it comes to personal development, growth, and self-mastery. So I'm very excited for the conversation that we're going to have today. Hopefully, you guys uh, get some good information out of us. Um, but yeah, so Mr. Austin J. Richardson, please introduce yourself. Um, say a couple things about yourself. Uh, where are you from? What got you into, um, I guess, originally bodybuilding that then transformed into self-mastery and personal development? It's a good question. It's always cool to reflect on that. Um so I grew up in Midland, Texas, you know, I came down to Lubbock back in 2014 when I, uh, started school at tech and, and to be honest with you, I was not, I was never intrigued by, um, just the route of bodybuilding. You know, I never, I never had any ties to it. I never had any knowledge of it at all, honestly, until I just, you know, there's a, there's some, there's some events in my lifetime that kind of led me into the gym more so, and, uh, really just trying to find a, a purpose, you know, I was, you know, young and going through school and like a lot of people, I didn't like school much. Yeah. It was just, I was just there. Cause I feel like college was the thing to do. Right. You know, I think a lot of people actually face that. Um, and so the gym kind of provided me with that purpose that I, that I needed. And, you know, I had no direction with it at first. I just figured it was something good to do. It was good for myself physically and mentally. Um, you know, and I, at that time people were starting to come out on Instagram with, uh, like just fitness pages. Mm -hmm. Like that was the early days of it. Right. And it was, it was nothing like it is now. Back then it was just like pretentious photos of yep. like, bullshit supplements Photoshop. yeah oh, and just yeah. uh just like very generic stuff and uh but i thought it was cool i thought i was like oh wow look at these guys you know they're big they're doing something right so you know that's kind of first intriguing and then um i went to my first bodybuilding show in 2016 yeah it was actually it was my sister's second show she competed and i don't even think you know any of this huh and so that's like, I was working out at the time, but I just wasn't around the, like the community or culture that was competing. Mm -hmm. And she was living up in Colorado. And so she was like, she was really like, you know, she was just introduced to that. Yeah. And so when I saw her, you know, compete at her second show, I was like, wow, you know, this is, this is what I could do with, you know, I'm already in the gym. Right. Might as well do something more purposeful with it. Yeah, exactly. And so I went, you know, I just like, it gave me a direction to go with my training um, and from that point on, I was just like, man, I got to get big. And so it was just, I didn't even know what a food scale was. I was eating like Pop-Tarts pre-workout, you know, as much chicken, as, chicken and rice as I wanted to eat. Mm -hmm. I mean, just 
dozens of eggs a week. Right. I had no idea what I was doing. Exactly. I was just eating. Yeah. And, uh, you know, that led into like a, a mildly successful bodybuilding career, if you want to call it that. I'd say so. Yeah. I, I did eight shows. Um, and I did pretty well. You know, I had a pretty, uh, I'd say I had a promising physique in the, in the way I was going. Overall winner of the Dallas Europa. So, yeah. Biggest um, amateur biggest. bodybuilding show in Texas, I would say. Yeah. And honestly, probably probably bigger than a lot in the country just because oh, yeah. of the scope of bodybuilding in Texas. Well, yeah. I mean, that's what, yeah. If, if you're in a show in Texas, it's pretty much bigger than any other show anyway. So, yeah. I mean, I would say Dallas Europa is pushing borderline sometimes competition of, you know, nationals levels. Yeah, for sure, because it's right around the time of the like the beginning of the, the junior national shows or like you know junior USA's whatever. It's like right at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Well, I say beginning of the year, beginning of the show season, and so it's a good uh, it's a good warm up show for a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. And now it's funny. I was actually told by the head judge there. Um, his name's Tarek. He does a lot of shows for uh, muscle contest shows and you know national shows, um, judging. And he told me if I came in you know like ten pounds lighter at USA's that I had a good shot at my pro card, but. Literally, no, I wasn't doing essays. That was my last show. And uh, um, and I'd say along the way, bodybuilding uh, certainly, you know, and that's a reason I don't compete anymore is because I got everything out of bodybuilding that could possibly provide value to me. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll always continue to live like a more structured, disciplined lifestyle because right. that's just, you know, in my nature um, yeah. as I've grown up. And um, but as far as competing... I just don't see any value in doing it yeah. that I that I could take forth, you know, going ahead. Right. Right. Um, sure, it's fun, but you know, for what really? And I just there's a lot of uh, complications that can come with it, and um, you know, I just I have personal reasons of why I just don't want to do that. Yeah. But I'm forever grateful for you know the discipline that it that it instills in you, and just the just the character traits that you develop and establish from being so regimented and disciplined um you know and just greedy because that i was that type i wasn't doing i wasn't competing for the experience of it no i just i competed because i loved it and i just i enjoyed the process with it right. and um i think establishing that uh that thought process process with it basically just like being able to dig deeper into the why and the reasons you know why did why did I ever do bodybuilding and why did I stop bodybuilding? It has so much more weight on my current life and my mindset now than it did when I was doing it. Right. Um, so on that note, I kind of want to backtrack a little bit and spin <laughs> off because I feel like me and you come from very similar. Um, I wouldn't necessarily say upbringings, but what we've put ourselves through um, seemed to be kind of similar because I myself was an extremely bad kid. Um, I did all of the you know quote unquote fuck boy shit. Um, you know, I got into a lot of bad things that I probably shouldn't have got involved in. And I don't know, actually, I can probably say with pretty, pretty certainty, um, that I would not be anywhere near the individual that I am today had I not found myself through bodybuilding and through the discipline that I acquired and mastered in bodybuilding. Um, and I feel like that's honestly like, that's, that's basically what you were saying is, yeah. you know, you were headed down a very more or less bad path in life. Uh, I wouldn't say it's bad. I just, I was just, I had no direction. You know, I was just young and like trying to figure things out. Yeah. And I, I never really had any type of mentorship growing up or any kind of role models per se. And, you know, bodybuilding is one of those things that you can really, you can really start chiseling away at your own life in your own direction. And it's all, 
it's all in your hands. And which I think a lot of things and everything is in this life, you know, really up to you, but just being able to just start from nothing and go where you want to with it is, is something that's really unique about it. I think that is, I think that's one of the coolest things about it because you can literally watch your efforts manifest in front of your own eyes in the mirror, looking back at you, because you can imagine whatever physique as a young aged kid, but you're not actually going to reach that unless you put in the work and you put in the effort to get there. But once you do see those results start to manifest, it's, it's life-changing. It's mine. I mean, it's literally mind boggling sometimes to literally see it happen. Man, I have, um, you know, and one athlete of mine in specific that I think about, I always tell him this cause you know, him and I are pretty close. And I, I tell him, I say, you know, when I was, when I was going through this, like when I was where you're at, like speaking to him, when I was where you're at, I thought to myself, if I want to be here, you know, I'm here and I want to be here. Nobody else can get me from, and from there to there except for myself. Exactly. And so it's like, am I going to stop? Am I going to quit and never find out right. what it's like to get here? Right. Or am I going to get there? Exactly. And, you know, like looking, you can, it's, it's kind of in, in the moment, you don't really, uh, I don't think you exactly see the weight of that. Yeah. But, you know, thinking back now, you know, with the perspective that I have now, it's just, uh, it's a very, uh, it's a tangible thought process for sure. So you are 26 years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, recently stepped away from bodybuilding as of probably what, less than a year or so, like fully committed to stepping away. Um, now you're pursuing a career in fire. Um, he's worked with a local fire department in New Mexico, actually switching over to one here in Lubbock now, Lubbock fire department, um, starting in January. So, um, do you find that the mindset um, and the discipline and the drive that you developed in bodybuilding is helping you pursue those goals and that career and fire and be comfortable with departing from what you've been for the past, you know, seven, eight years? Um, and are you made it easier for you being okay with being someone else? Yeah, um, I'll say there's definitely an ego attachment to it. And a lot of people, you know, use the term ego in like in such a demeaning way, but everyone has an ego. It, it's like who you think you are and what you are. And, you know, you know, you can define it in a lot of ways, but I said, I certainly had to detach myself from like being a bodybuilder, but the idea of just being the best I can possibly be ha- is the same translation into firefighting or, you know, and, and anything else right. that I do or anyone does. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, I, I still stay very physically fit. Um, I'd say I'm much more mentally sound now out outside of bodybuilding, just given that I, my thoughts and reasoning for, you know, just my sole existence has just much broader meaning um, rather than just eat, sleep, train. Mm-hmm. And yeah, ultimately it just ties, ties into me being the best I can possibly be. Right. You know, and I know that's something that, everyone wishes was more prominent in the fire service is just, you know, like fitness is preached a lot, but obviously you can't tell a grown man what to do, you know? And so that's one thing I can do is uphold my, my end of the bargain and just being the best I can be. And so that's definitely, uh, definitely the fitness aspect has, has translated over well. And, you know, but in in a different sense too, I'm not, you know, I, I always, I like having an, like a aesthetic bodybuilding esque physique, but it's my physiques for a different purpose. Now it's not for competing. It's not for 
being the biggest I can be, the most conditioned I can be. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm smaller than I, a lot smaller than I used to be, but I would say I'm much more functional and agile and equipped Probably. for doing what I do now. Best shape of your life. Absolutely. Yeah. No doubt. And I mean, that's one thing, you know. With the exception of drinking Blue Moon, which I didn't do this when I was bodybuilding. But hey, this, not an ad. <laughs> this is a, this is, see, this is a, a delicacy in life. That's one of the perks, though. You know, that's one of the beauties yeah. about not being so ready. You have a beer and not beat yourself up. Exactly, it. exactly. Um, so what would you say nowadays? Obviously, the sources have shifted from when you were, you know, full-fledged bodybuilding to now. Um, and as we all know, you know, motivation comes and goes. It's never consistent. But what would you say are your main motivating factors in Austin's life today? What keeps you going? What gets you out of bed in the morning? What gets you excited for your feet to hit the floor? Honestly, the biggest motivational factor to me is just everything I've never done and everything I've never accomplished. And I can't put a definitive answer onto all those never haves before. Yeah. But eventually I can say I have, right. you know, like in a year from now, I'll have a whole year of accomplishments that I don't have now. Two years from now, same thing. Five, ten years from now, same thing. And the only way to do it is do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think uh, I think it's always important to control the controllables. Um, you know, especially like I always use the gym as that reference right there. You can always stay in shape. Yeah. That's that's one hundred percent up to you. Yeah. There's a lot of things in life around you that happen, you know, and that are completely out of your control. And um, some things unfortunate, but the one thing you can do is just be the best you Absolutely. and there's a that's a very there's a broad scope to that yeah. but the best you you know and there's no tangible answer to what is the best you yeah. but as long as you're moving forward as long as you're progressing as long as you're better than you were yesterday i mean that's all you got to do yeah. that's it but i don't like that a lot and i think i've heard you say that before but you know control the controllables um you know i talk a lot on this channel about letting go of shit that you can't control because you can't control it for a reason. It's going to happen. Um, the only thing that you can control is your reaction to that situation, not the actual situation itself. But I never really talk a whole lot about controlling the things that you can control. Um, and you know, that's where your application comes in. Um, and you know, I think that's, that's a really cool thing that you'd said about controlling the controllables just because I feel like that's where a lot of people fall short is they get so caught up on the things that they can't control and they lose focus on the things that they actually do have control over you know and the biggest thing that you have control over is being yourself absolutely and whatever that means to you or whatever that means to the next person whatever that means to me can be completely different but the fact that you know you're you're you and i'm me yeah. that that's everything you need to control right there absolutely. what makes you you and what makes me me like those are things that you should be that's what you should focus on Definitely. you know because like i said life's life has a lot of misfortunes and some things are beyond our control or understanding, but, uh, you know, just right. keep on doing the best you can do. Exactly. One thing I've been thinking a lot about recently, um, and I actually have a podcast coming out probably before this one will air about trauma specifically, um, is basically people, um, giving into their traumas and using them as an excuse, um, allowing things in their past to dictate their future. And, you know, it's one of those things that I'm, I have a very strong position on it. Um, I feel like everybody has trauma. Um, yeah, some people's traumas are going to be worse than others. And you know, that that's, that's just the way it is. Some people get dealt a shittier hand and that's the way it goes. 
Um, but it is, like I always say, it is your choice to react to the scenario, not your choice to control the scenario. Um, so what is your opinion on that kind of situation? Do you feel like people that have experienced trauma in the past um, should allow that trauma to control their future? Or should it be something that the majority of people should just practice moving on from? See, and that's tough to answer because it's like, that's, well, there's easy, there's a, there's a better answer to that question. But the truth is, is like, sometimes things, you know, controlling your reaction towards a, you know, anything, any sort of trauma or um, just a, anything really, you know, is, is always easier said than done. It is, yeah, absolutely. And as adults and just as responsible people and as somebody who wants to, to create the best life they can possibly create. It's my personal responsibility to, to move, move past that, but not, not just move past it in a way that, you know, I ignore it and, um, you know, don't reflect on anything and, you know, just kind of like just throw things under the rug, but like you should, you should learn on those experiences, you know? Absolutely. And I think the more you can sit and reflect and like truthfully take value from something, um, and, you know, I like that word value because it's like, what does this mean to you? Right. And it's not like a tangible thing or a material thing, but like the idea or the reason something happened, what does that mean to you? And why did that happen to you? And how can you, how can you take from that and be better? Right. And well, I feel like that's the step that the majority of people skip because that's what's uncomfortable. The reflection, you have to live in that moment. You have to experience those emotions all over again to actually get that value from that. And people would rather just avoid it and live in comfort rather than go through it again and move on and use it as something to push them into a better life. Yeah. And I think that's huge. You said, uh, go th- like experience those emotions. Yeah. You have to, you have to sit you in those have emotions. To. Yeah, like to. let it, like allow yourself to feel every bit of what you're feeling. Absolutely. You know, and that, I think that's why it's important to have people that you can just talk to. Yeah. And I don't mean on like on a surface level, but just have deep conversation, you know, about, just what you feel like just insightful information yeah you know because there's a there's a lot of takeaways from something small or something big or i mean aside that from the from the scope of something but just the the fact the reality of something yeah yeah there's a message in everything that happens you can take so much from it absolutely and i mean that's really up to you though what are you going to take from it and how are you going to use that going forward There's two main perspectives that I've really developed specifically towards that. And I feel like one of them strongly comes from my history, my background in bodybuilding specifically. And it kind of goes back to that fact that, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, if we can believe it, we can basically create it and achieve it. And so in bodybuilding, you know, it's one of those things where physical health and physical development, you can literally see it happen within your own, right in front of your own eyes. You know, you can see that physical change. You can see your muscles grow. You can see the fat loss. Mental health is a lot harder because you can't see that physical change. You can't, you can feel it sometimes and and you can know it's there, but you can't actually see it. It's not tangible to the experience where, to the extent where you can, you can feel it, you can touch it. And so that's where I feel like a lot of people miss the mark whenever they're working on mental health and mental strength and mental development versus physical development is they go, they go hand in hand. They are one and the same almost. And the fact that anything that you can do, you can physically build your body. You can physically make your body better. You can do the exact same thing to your mindset, to your mentality, and to yeah. your mind frame. 
because at the end of the day, our brain is a muscle. Our brain is a hardwired computer full of electrons and neurons and neurotransmitters. And the way that we choose to think and the way that we choose to hold our perspective against our reality literally physically shapes the way our brain works and functions. And that's what I feel like a lot of people just don't understand is like you at the end of the day, you have control over whatever goes on up here. And so if you can physically change your body on the outside, you can physically change your body on the inside and mentally you can change your own mind. And that's where I feel like a lot of people just, they don't yeah. try. Well, it takes, it takes attentive care. Absolutely. You have to be like, let's just say you want to set out to be a better person, you know, and let's just something small. You want to make somebody's day. You want to make somebody smile. It's not just going to happen just because you thought it's going to happen. Right. Like you can't, I'm like, I'm going to go make someone smile today. I'm going to be a nice guy. You don't just go out there and just like hope it happens. Like you, you're like very cognizant of, of your, your aura that you're presenting. Absolutely. You're being like, you're, you're there not only physically, but like two steps ahead mentally, Absolutely. you know, yeah. with a smile on your face, just, you know, a smile in your eyes and just, just that presence that people are drawn to. Yeah. And that's just one small example of just trying to, of, uh, you know, just being aware of your, your mental capacity there, you know, and like yeah. deciding what you're actually going to do. Right. It just takes like, it takes a very keen sense of awareness yeah. and just attentiveness. And actually wanting to be aware. That's, that's the thing is you have to allow yourself to be aware of the mindset that you keep mm -hmm. and of the perspective that you keep and of, of the mind frame that you are in because people want to be comfortable rather than be better. When it's, and it's like, you know, you want to be a more confident person or you want to be a, uh, you want to be a better, better at communicating with people or you want to, whatever it may be just saying those things and like wanting that, it's not going to make it happen, but you can, you can like, it's almost, it's a, like, it's such a mental thing, but it's almost physical. Like you yeah. say, it's a physical awareness that you're like, that you're presenting that to like, yep. if I'm going to go interact with a stranger today, I'm going to be very like subconscious, not subconscious, but self, yeah, self-conscious, subconscious, whatever of how I'm being to that person. Exactly. Yep. You know, am I, like how can I present myself more confidently? Right. And you, you do that over and over and over. And it's, it's basically just practicing. It's like reps in the gym yep. I'm second nature. and you, you know, it becomes, becomes you. Yep. And it's because you're aware of what you're doing. Yep. It's not, it's not by happenstance, you know, it's not a, a coincidence by any means. Right. Like it's you physically putting your mind to work. Yep. Yep. So I like to put it. I don't know. No, absolutely. I mean, discipline is a craft. It's something that has to be developed daily. Same thing with any other mindset or mentality, courage, uh, confidence, uh, you know, emotional intelligence in general, all of those things have to be developed. They have to be cultivated. They have to be worked on daily with intention, not just, not just, you know, awareness, but also with intentive awareness. Yeah. You have to actually apply yourself and put purpose into the things that you are doing. Yeah, which I think that's incredible because it's like you can take your mind so many places, literally wherever you want to go. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like I said, it's always easier said than done, but just the simple fact of having that awareness to even begin and like know where you're at and know where you want to go, mm -hmm. that's step number one. Absolutely. And then the other side of that, still on the, the trauma point, um, it was something that I touched on in my podcast that I really just like it really drove it home to me. And I actually just started thinking about it during the podcast as I was speaking to the camera. Um, but it, it's the thing that we are giving three foundational principles in life. And we are given 
blood circulating through our body for the most part. Some people, I guess, are born without it, but that means you're dead. Uh, we have breath in our lungs. We can breathe oxygen in and out of our lungs. And we are given 24 hours in every single day. Um, and I, I, that is, I'm pretty positive that is a fundamental guarantee for pretty much every normal human. I mean, that just means you're alive. And that literally, yeah, that literally that means, means you're alive. alive. You're living. But you were given capable so much chance with just those three things alone. You have blood in your body, breath in your lungs, and 24 hours in every single fucking day. And what are you choosing to do with it? Are you choosing to sit here and bitch about the things that have happened in your past? things that are literally already behind you that you cannot change? Or are you using those things to make a better tomorrow, a better future? That's one thing I, I don't agree with is that, you know, people will take you use crutches as, mm -hmm. as a means as to why they are, yep. you know, well, this happened to me. And so this is why I'm this way. Yep. And I've, I've dealt with that personally. Um, not me personally. I mean, okay, maybe I have at some point, but like in my life, I've known people like that exactly. and that's hindered, my relationships or friendships and you know that that's something that that's something that you know can't it, it really can't be worked out by the person except for the one going through that you know and it takes a just takes a deeper reflection i mean like you have to sit and think like is this do i want this for myself am i going to continue to use these just scrape in all these excuses to just be sorry for myself and loathe and self-pity you know and that's something i just don't agree with you have to you like cut those ties off. You are not who you were when you were a kid. You are not your parents. You are not your grandparents. You're not how you were raised. You're not any of that. You're not even the you that experienced that scenario back no. then because you are different. You change every single day. And that's why I find it so hard to even go back home is because it's like, yeah. I don't fit in here. I don't yeah. fit in here. Yeah. You know, like I'm not like the person I was in my hometown is not the same person I am now. Yeah, so it's like I have, aside from stopping in to see my parents, what, what reason do I have to be here? Exactly. No, I, I completely agree with that. I, yeah. I've never really thought about it that way, but now I'm 110% and I'm exact same it way. It doesn't serve its purpose. Anymore. Not at all. Yeah. Because I mean, literally all the people that I grew up with back home, they're still doing the same shit. They're, they're no offense to my friends and people that I grew up with, but they're small town minded. They are, they are driven by the success of, beer in the fridge on a saturday night with their razor scooter raider razor four-wheel drive out front you know and it's like that's that's great if that's your aspirations and that's the lifestyle that you want but like that's not me but if, and there's nothing wrong with there's that nothing either. wrong you know you just have to it's like you know it's just detaching your, yourself right. just the same with like leaving bodybuilding you're just detaching yourself from your childhood your upbringing right. and you're you know you're presenting yourself into a different world and it also kind of speaks to, you know, because like, I don't know if it's the same for your scenario, but a lot of my friends, you know, they, they've stopped hitting me up now at this point. But, you know, back a few years ago when they still were hitting me up to come back home, they were always like, oh, no, you're too good for us. You can't come back home because you're too good for us now. You're doing all these things. You can't come back home. You're too good. And it's like, no, like I've never said that. I, I never once acted that way. That's obviously just the the mindset and the perspective that you have imposed on yourself because you don't see past small town area small town tomorrow yeah. and that's what and now you're trying to impose your own restrictions on me by making these negative comments which you may not see them as negative but they are more or less digs at the things that i'm trying to achieve and so it's like why would i go back to that kind of a place with those kind of people and waste my energy and put myself around that kind of energy to only take me down yeah no doubt yeah i mean that just goes down to just surrounding yourself with like-minded people Absolutely. it doesn't matter who you are you know like we could be childhood best friends and if 
we're like-minded, then let's go. Right. You know, I could have met you a month ago. If we're like-minded, let's go. Yeah. It doesn't matter. None, you know, it's the quality of, it's it's the quality of the relationship that is, you know, that not only like you're benefiting from, but they're benefiting from, right. you know, it has to be mutual. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. All right, guys, with the new year right around the corner, now is the time to start working towards those personal goals, whether they be fitness, financial, entrepreneurial, whatever it is, now is the time to start chasing those goals for 2023. If it is a fitness related goal, take a second to check out Powerhouse Nutrition. Powerhouse Nutrition is a locally owned and operated supplement store out of Lubbock, Texas. We have recently launched our e-commerce site with available online ordering, free shipping on orders over 75, and a vast selection of top of the line supplements to help you achieve your goals. So if you are interested in achieving the best version of yourself in 2023, look no further than Powerhouse Nutrition. We are here to make a difference. Shack 15 saves 15% at checkout. I was just getting into personal development and, you know, achieving success and entrepreneurship and things like that whenever we got together. And I had to constantly take time away from that to be with her, which I love doing and I enjoy doing that. But it's also like how much more time could I have devoted to that pursuit of excellence and to that pursuit of success if I wasn't I mean, with her? Hindsight's always twenty twenty. I mean, and you can you can not to say you can't build that success with somebody, which you should be able to. Right. You know. But no, no doubt. You definitely have and that just comes within your relationship. Like you have, you know, even friendships, spending time with friends. Yep. You know, you're you're taking time away from yourself and, you know, dividing it amongst other people. Absolutely. And I mean, that's, I think anybody could say that, to be honest with you. And that's, that's something I'm like committed to now is it's like, I have nobody to take away from my time. Right. So it's like, why I have no excuse not to just like put my head down and just hustle and grind, you know, like, otherwise I'd be taking time away from my own self. Exactly. You're only hurting yourself at that point. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, that, that can be said, I think, just with that with anyone. But that, I think that's also the importance of, you know, finding someone that you can just, you know, build a life build with. A life with. Right. Yeah, and you, that's another thing, man. You don't want to – you talk about the success, this success that you could have, you know, and this focus that you have on your own. But what does it mean when, whenever you wind up and it's just all yours? And there's nothing yeah. – there's nobody to share it with. Absolutely. Because I, I think that's the greatest part of the journey is just having that – those people with you right that's really that's like the the value in it yeah i mean that's at the end of the day it's it's that is also the flip side of that coin you know like you said i i do look back on that time of my life and i notice that my i feel like i had an exponential jump and drive and motivation towards that pursuit of excellence within myself specifically when I realized that my purpose was no longer living for myself, but living for my future family, for supporting my wife, for supporting my future children that I want to have and that I want to have the best life and have a better life than I had. And that was when I really, I noticed that mental shift and that, that source of motivation shifted from tangible things like money and cars and, you know, fame and clout to, you know, providing a life and a foundation that my family can live on for generations. Like, yeah, a genuine life. A, genuine a lot life. of that other shit doesn't mean anything. Right. Nothing. And man, you got to have good people around you. And so that is, I mean, that is the whole, the flip side of that coin. You know, I, who knows if I would even have reached the level that I have reached now, if I wasn't pushed by that, that, in, that internal drive, that internal source of motivation that I developed through our relationship. 
Um, and so that is that is the whole flip side of that coin. So I guess, I mean, you never really know. You never know what option is the better option. That's why I just say be certain about the option that you take, because, I mean, I'll never look back and regret making the decision to marry my wife. I mean, I, I have no doubt that we're going to have a great life together. And it's something that I wouldn't be able to achieve without her by my side. Um, I just definitely be certain about that before you do take that step, because a lot of people end up wasting some of their life because they took that step too soon. Um, you know, specifically people that get married and then they have businesses and then they get 20, 30 years down the road and then they lose half of their business because they shouldn't have ever got married in the first place. And, you know, that's... But who's to say they would have that business if they wouldn't go down that path? You that's know? true. Yeah, you know? that is true. So, yeah, there's always like a ebb and flow to everything. Yeah, yeah. Now, that's one thing I can't, man, if we want to be like personal here, you know, that's one thing I just can't comprehend is in my just most previous relationship, man, we like literally have accomplished so much together mm-hmm. as a couple and individually mm-hmm. in like in the path to success mm-hmm. and practically been with each other our entire adult life. Absolutely. You know, yeah. she was 21 and I was 22 when we got together. Like that's your adult life. Yeah. 18, 19, you're still a kid. Yeah. Um, and now that one thing I've heard from her recently is that I, I, I hold her back. I'm like, please provide me with a real example of how I hold you back. Look at the life that you have for yourself, the life I have for myself and the life that we've built together. In what ways have I held you back? You know? Right. And, but I mean, that's also like encouraging going forward. It's like, okay, well, I take that and put it towards my own future successes and she'll do the same Absolutely. and we'll both still be successful. Absolutely. No doubt. And you know, you can sit here and say like, well, I did this, you know, on my own since we split, but you know, personally, I feel like we would have done that together regardless. So. Right. I think that's one of the most beautiful lessons that I learned detaching myself from bodybuilding. And it's like, I, I never even want to show or placed higher than third in my class, but you know, separating myself from the, ego identified as a bodybuilder was one of the hardest things that I had to do specifically just because that's who I was. And I realized that as soon as you identify as one thing, it is so much harder to be anything else. You limit yourself. You limit yourself to every other possibility. So like on that topic, you can still go to the gym. You can still eat five, six meals a day. Mm -hmm. But the fact that you're not a quote unquote bodybuilder, It's just like a you're cutting a tie off in your mind that allows you to just do so much more. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I see it. Yeah. You know, it's like, could I compete again one day? I could. Do I want to? No. Why why do I need to? I can still do everything that a bodybuilder does. I can still have a great physique. I can still I can be healthier, way healthier. Yeah. Now that I'm not, you know, down that that path and ultimately live longer and just create a a more sustainable life for myself. Yeah. And, and so like, I don't know. I mean, like, I think detaching yourself from that ego is like such a huge thing because then it, it, it does allow you to, to yeah. just see so much more. Right. No, definitely. I mean, I feel like that's something a lot of people, especially the younger generations have a hard time with because with the, with the prevalence of social media in our society, you know, everybody nowadays wants to be a influencer or a social media personality. And it's like, that's great. Do that. That's cool. Influence people in a positive way, make an impact in your society and in your community. That's awesome. However, I have realized within my own pursuits in that route, in those, in those, you know, areas, um, that 
when I switched from bodybuilding and started my new page, you know, and you know, my, my Instagram name is coach.shack and I wanted to be a personal development mindset coach. That was, that was the persona that I was trying to create with the new page. And I immediately switched from labeling myself as a bodybuilder to labeling myself as a mindset coach. And I started watching the views on my videos that I posted. And when they weren't good, I started beating myself up for it. And not too long ago, about a month or two ago, I realized that I was like, you know what? I'm just creating content to create content. I feel like I have things inside my head that I want to share with others. If they like it, that's great. If they don't, that's great. But I just want to create content. I don't want to be a mindset, personal development coach. I don't want to be a bodybuilder. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. Just I just be want to you. create content. Yeah, I just want to be me. I want to make, hopefully make an impact on individuals. That that makes me think that like everyone, so many people, and including myself at some point, and you too, just from what you're saying, like everyone feels the need to attach themselves to an identity. Yeah, absolutely. For what? Because it's your persona that you're, you're displaying online. Yeah. I'm this, I'm that, yeah. you know, and I, and I even still post a lot of like bodybuilding related right. pictures right. because I think that's, what's gonna, that's what my page is, right. you know, and I'm trying to step away from that, but sometimes it's hard. It you is. Know, whenever yeah, you, exactly. When you've identified that for so long, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, it's hard. It is. And then you also get, you know, tied up and if, if you post something, you know, it may not be as bad now, but you know, especially when you were in your competitive career, if you posted a picture or a video and it didn't receive the likes or response that you were expecting, you know, you immediately start thinking, well, do I look like shit? Is, is my physique not as good as what I was thinking it was? When I looked at this picture, you know, and it's like you immediately start to degrade yourself as who you are just because of what you've identified as. And because you're not receiving the social gratification that you want, exactly. which I, that's the that most toxic switch. drug out there. Absolutely awful absolutely you're you're looking for validation through someone else's eyes rather than validating yourself from within and that's you're never going to get there you're always going to be chasing that 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 better feeling and that that better validation from somebody else because nobody's ever going to give it to you trying to view yourself through someone else's eyes yeah and it's good way to put it yeah i mean it's it's never going to get you anywhere you'll always be chasing happiness and that's that's something if you do if you are in the pursuit of happiness and you're chasing it you're not going to find it right? because it's literally in the world that you're living in right now. Yep. You know, it's, it's me and you having this conversation. It's me hanging out with my dogs. It's me, you know, it's having a good workout. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the, the it's music I play in my truck on the drive home from the gym. It's like those little moments. That is what, that is what should condone your happiness. Absolutely. Not this, like, like you said, beating yourself up over where you're not yet or over what you haven't achieved yet. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, you're never going to get there unless you appreciate where you are now. Never. And the thing is, the fact of getting there is a very intangible uh, yeah. destination. Yeah. There's always there's always a level up. Yep. Always. There's always discuss. a somewhere else. Yeah. We discuss it at the gym. You know, it's it's one of those things where, in bodybuilding and 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 personal development and everything else, it's you know, once you reach that point in life where you think you wanted to be, the next point appears. So you're constantly in that pursuit of your better self. And so you have to find joy and you have to have meaning in the journey journey man. rather than that destination and that endpoint because you're never going to reach it. It's like going on vacation. Like let's just say you have a trip, you know, planned for in six months from now, man, you start like you start getting excited for it. You know, a month out, you're fucking stoked. And then, you know, a week out, you're like, hell yeah, I can't wait to go on vacation. Right. You get there. You're, you're on cloud nine. And then before you know, it's over. Yeah. And then you're th you get back home and you're thinking, what's next? Yeah. 
Where's the next vacation? Next vacation, yep. You didn't even just you didn't even like reflect on the one you just had and like and then fully take it all in and enjoy it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're so spent on the next. Yeah. No, I mean that's that's a great metaphor. I never really thought about it like that, but that is that's hundred percent true. Yeah, everybody's so caught up in and what's next and what's next and what's next and not even that, but showing everybody else what they're doing rather than just living in the moment and, and appreciating where you are right now. Oh, there's a lot to be said about that. And every, I think everyone's guilty of it for sure. But I think and this goes back to the conversation we had about mindset and like being having a like a physical hold on your mentality and just being in control of what you're thinking. Be aware of that. You have to be aware that like thinking like this, this current situation, this is my this is my my life. This is my real life. This is the world I live in, not what's happening tomorrow or what I want to happen in a year from now. Yeah. You know, it's those, I, it's those wants. Yeah. You know, those are, those will drive you crazy. Because yeah, if, man, you could ask me every six months, you could audit me and ask me, you know, did you see yourself here, yeah. you know, six months ago? Absolutely not. Yeah. And if I was trying to direct that path, I would always be discontent with where I'm at the next six months because I'm not exactly, it didn't play out exactly how I had it planned. You know, yeah. I heard this guy speaking on a podcast a while back, and it, you know, it made me really start thinking about it. And I basically paraphrased what he said into my own words, and it it came down to a simple phrase that the majority of the people live in the moment. They 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 strive for the moment, that moment where they just feel an overwhelming sense of happiness and joy and ecstasy and whatever it is. You know, air quote the moment, rather than living in every moment. And that's where, like, that's one thing that I was like, wow, like, that's, that's, you know, everybody's like, live in the moment. No, live in every moment because there's always going to be the moment. You know, there's always going to be that one big grand slam, that one big high point of ecstasy in your life where you just feel so accomplished and so successful. But you have to appreciate all the stuff that leads up to that and everything that comes after that as well. Live in every single moment, yeah. not just the moment. Man, that's, that's pretty, that's deep for real. Cause I mean, like, you know, we all have plans, you know, we all have, you know, what are you going to do next weekend or next Friday or, well, you know, exactly. I've got, or I've got this going on this day yeah. and you look forward to it so much that yeah. you forget to laugh and smile at the dinner table or mm-hmm. laugh at a stupid movie or laugh at a, just yeah. a dumb joke or, or really like fully engage in somebody's, you know, conversation and, yeah. you know, cause you're just, so you're looking forward to what's next. Exactly. And like, you know, I mean, so many people, a lot of people, you know, like to plan out their months in advance, right? And what's the first thing that people start with? Like, yeah, it's it's the most important, but people always write down the biggest things first. So you're automatically living for those days rather than all the days in between. Mm-hmm. It's like appreciate all the little shit, write out everything. Dude, that is like majority of people too, because everyone, you know, and a lot of people that are just work jobs that they don't enjoy are always, what do they do? They live for the weekend. Yep, you know, they're, uh, you know, thank God it's Friday. Well, why wasn't your Monday awesome? Yeah, why your, do people hate Mondays? Yeah, well, I, your Tuesday, you know, yeah. this is what it's today. Tuesday, we're, ha- we're having a good Tuesday. Exactly. What's the difference between, between today and Friday? Yeah, I mean, if I didn't know that today was Tuesday, I'd feel like it was a fucking Friday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just hanging out. Yeah, so. That's a great way to put it, though. That's exactly it. Living every moment. Living every moment, not just the moment. Mm-hmm. And I think I've been guilty of that, too, where it's like you only try to make plans for the weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And man, that was the quickest way to just like find so much discontent in life. Yeah. 
And, you know, before I moved back to Lubbock last year, I was, that was how I, that was my perception. Yeah. Enjoy the hardships of the, of that Monday or that Tuesday. Like yeah. you might get slammed with shit. Who cares? That's, that's why you're employed. Yeah. That's why you're there. You're getting paid Exactly. is because of that workload. Exactly. Enjoy it. Embrace it. Yeah. You know, like take your lunch break, meet up with somebody you want to have lunch with, get you a coffee, do what you want. Listen to your favorite music. Yeah. Turn on a podcast at your desk, right. you know, like yeah. doesn't have to be so mundane. I live for Mondays now, dude. Go I on mean, a it's... date night with your girl on a Monday or Tuesday. Exactly. Night. It doesn't yeah. have to be Friday or Saturday. Yeah, absolutely. Take a day off from the gym just to sit on the couch and watch a movie. Yep. It does not have to be a weekend. Yeah. Or absolutely. a special occasion. I mean, like I, I get a lot of joy and pleasure out of the weekends when Shelby and I sit on the couch on Saturdays after leg day, you know, and we watch movies and we hang out and then we go meet friends and we have drinks and things like that. But I will tell you, I get no more joy out of any single day of the week other than days when I get in my planner. Cause I write out every single, my daily task in my planner every single day. At the end of the day, I sit in there in my office desk and I check off the things that I did. And once I check off all five of my daily tasks that I did every day, I write a big W on the page and I won the day. And nothing gives me more joy and more of a rush of dopamine than writing that fucking W on that page and circling it and knowing that I won every single day. Yeah. And I didn't just live for the weekend. I won every single day leading up to the weekend. So I can actually have comfort going out and hanging out with my friends because I'm the kind of person where it's like if I know that I have things to do, I'm so uncomfortable not doing them. Yeah. But if I know that I've won every single day and I've done everything that I needed to do in that week, I can literally – not care and I can let go and I can have a Saturday night out with my friends and with my wife and, and actually enjoy it yeah. rather than constantly be thinking about the things that I didn't get done. Yeah, no doubt. You know, like I, I have a couple things in my truck that I need to take to the post office. Yeah. Things as simple as that. Yep. Drop these thing items off at the post office. Yep. That, check that off. You know, like that's a, it's a small that's win. That's a satisfaction right there. Yeah, it's you a know, small it's win. one less thing that I have yeah. to do yep. tomorrow. Exactly. And then I can add more to my plate tomorrow. Yeah. You know, last night before it was like 10 o'clock at night, I emptied the dishwasher through all this, you know, cleaned up some dishes that what did what just did some things that I did that that way I wouldn't be able to have to wouldn't have to do them today. Yeah. And just that alone was felt good. Yeah. I could wake up, kitchen's clean, dishes are already put up. Yeah. I can, you know, go to the gym in the morning yeah. and then come over and, you know, have this conversation and like rather than just thinking in the back of my mind, like, shit, I got to do this. I got to do that. And I'm like, no, I did it intentionally because I wanted to, that way I could set my, my, the next day up for success. Yeah. And that's why it kind of goes back to that conversation that we had a little bit earlier about living in discomfort. You know, it's one of those things where it's like in the moment, would it have been more comfortable to not wash the dishes and clean the kitchen? Yeah, probably. But then all day today, you would have been thinking about how you have to go home to a dirty, dirty kitchen. And dirty it would have been the first thing I woke up to. Right. And so it's like, people don't don't think about that they don't think about the long term they think about yeah i'm comfortable right now but how am i going to feel tomorrow because of the things that i didn't do today mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it's like you have to be able to take that step back and put it all into perspective and understand that yeah you may have a little bit of discomfort today you may have to do things that you don't necessarily want to do but imagine how much better you're going to feel how much more satisfaction and joy that you could have tomorrow and the next day and the day after that if you did get them done today absolutely and then allow yourself to just like avoiding trauma sitting in those emotions you have to sit in those emotions allow yourself to sit in those wins allow yourself to feel those little wins it doesn't matter if you wash the dishes or you washed your car or you drop those packages off at the post office it can be the smallest thing but you did it and you didn't want to do it but you did it so allow yourself to feel that win get that rush of dopamine write that check mark off 
and keep going and build those, compile those wins and build a, a person within yourself that is driven towards success and winning every single time. Yep. You know, and I actually, I really enjoy, you know, just days that are filled with stuff that I have to do. They go by so much faster. It's not that I like, I, not that I necessarily want to do. I don't yeah. wake up and be like, oh, I want to wash the dishes today. Yeah. No, but you just do it and like, you do it because you know it's what, you, that, that it needs to be done. Yeah. And it's just going to like, like that, that satisfaction, that dopamine rush of completing a task, yeah. you know, yeah. is, is so undervalued. All right, guys. Um, so that's going to about wrap it up for our conversation today. Uh, I really hope you guys got something out of this because I know that I did. Um, I feel like we really provided you guys with a lot of knowledge, a lot of insight. Um, and it actually opened my eyes up to a lot of things, you know. Um, biggest thing, control the controllables. I really like that saying. I really like that phrase. I know I've heard you say it a couple of times, but, you know, that's something that's going to carry with me from today through the rest of my life because I'm constantly going to think about it now that we've had this conversation. Um, and so that's what I hope that you guys get from all of this as well. You know, take these things that we're talking about and apply them in your life. Use them to become the best version of yourself and to find yourself in success. That is what it is all about. I'm not doing this for any sort of financial gain. I don't monetize this. I may at some point in the future, but I'm not yet. I haven't yet. And I probably won't just because I don't want to. I want you guys to become the best versions of yourself. And if that's what you do, then that's all the wealth and success that I need. Um, so if you find any uh, benefit out of this, if you've got anything, if it made you think, please share it, share it to your story, share it to your friends, send it to your mom. I don't care. Um, just share it with somebody. Help us get the word out there. Help us spread the message and reach new people. Um, other than that, that's all we got for today. So until next time, signing off.